Today we're talking about the five things that happen once the INFJ finally accepts their mind-blowing nature. INFJs have so much to offer, not just to the world, but also to themselves. But our biggest challenge is accepting who we are, because accepting ourselves means that we say it out loud to ourselves mainly that we are different, like to every extent possible, and not in a way where we're still trying for others to recognize that there's something good within us. We know that we are. We know what we are capable of, what we're doing for others, and it really is all about acceptance. But it's so much easier said than done. So today we're going to talk about what happens once you really get to that step, you finally accept who you are, you let go of all of those, you know, option Bs and all of those things that you think you should be doing and how amazing a life turns out that way. Before we get started, I want to remind you the next INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp launches August 19th. So check out the checklist in the description. So make sure to download the free poster on the five pillars to an INFJ Epic Life. Join the waiting list to get access to the early bird prize and get notified once we go live and set a reminder for the free masterclass that is happening here on YouTube August 19th. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. So the first thing that happens once an INFJ finally accepts their mind-blowing nature is grief. So if you haven't really experienced that, chances are that you haven't really gone to that process yet because there is a grief of what could have been. There's always this scenario in our mind of, oh, it could be that great. And then we think of, oh, we have the social group that we have so much fun with. And then, you know, we would achieve all of those things and the people that we're attracted to would like us. And there's so many stories that we kept telling ourselves for the longest time that are always interwined with, what could be if we could just be part of something else, if we really weren't the person that we are. The only thing we need is for people to tell us, oh, you're good enough. We accept you. We want you in our group. But what we have to recognize is that we don't need to alter ourselves. We don't need other people to tell us or show us or accept us because every single time we aim for that, there's always something that we alter about ourselves. This isn't who we are. You know, the thing here is to remember, I'd rather be disliked for who I am than to be liked for somebody that I'm not. Because being liked for somebody that you're not is super painful. You never feel connected. You always feel alone. So once you get to the process of saying, no matter what, I will not alter myself for anybody anymore. Like, yes, there are going to be people who don't like me, and I wanted them to like me. And this is hard. This is heartbreaking, right? This is something that we have to grieve. But the good thing is once you allow yourself to grieve, you know, you actually narrowed the pathway for you. You know that no matter how you move forward, it always starts with you choosing you and you being completely you. And if that means that you have to go all the way alone, then you'll do it right? It doesn't have to be that extreme, but if it comes down to it, that's the choice we have to make. Am I willing to be as much of myself as I possibly can and stick to that rather than, you know, going out and changing myself and continuing that path? The important part here is that we mentally really let go of any other option. From this point forward, we're not going to alter ourselves. Yes, we can compromise in certain situations and maybe you don't need to be your full-blown self in any kind of social situation because it's just not appropriate, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're really talking about you choosing to move forward and to be proud of yourself and most importantly, to choose yourself. And it all starts with grief. You have to grieve the life that you're not going to have, that you thought you could have 
if you would just be good enough to be part of something else. Number two, you have to start appreciating who you are. So there are a lot of qualities that INFJ carry with them that we have been completely ashamed of. One of them, for example, is that we are very strong mentally. For me, that meant hiding that part because I would make people around me feel uncomfortable. I thought it was on me to not grow that much or shine that bright because the people around me would feel bad. This is something all INFJs have experienced. Like I hear this all the time. But still, in those situations, so many INFJs still choose to dim their light. But once you recognize that this is something to be proud of, this is something to appreciate the fact that you're mentally strong. And if it makes people dislike you, then that's the way it has to be. Because what you're getting for choosing you is the fact that you start liking yourself. You start filling up your cup. Before we try to, you know, become this version of ourselves that others are going to like, you know, we always tell ourselves we're doing this for other people so they feel better about themselves. But at the end of the day, there's always this notion of if I choose myself, if I start liking myself, then I'm also going to be liked less by others. And there's a fear behind this. But I promise you, once you start appreciating yourself, once you start becoming a person that you yourself would consider as cool, as in, that's a person that I find cool. That's a person that I look up to. And you're talking about yourself. You know, you are doing things that make you proud of you. And what you would say, oh, that's the kind of life I want to live. Like, I'm working towards that. Once you get to this position, you stop really looking at how other people feel about you. You already know that you're doing the things that make you like yourself most. And that's what we want to get to. And that's the step that happens after you grieve what could have been, right? You're here, you've chosen your own lane. Now it's time to appreciate that and to actually celebrate it. Step number three, you finally have certainty what to do. So a lot of INFJs wonder, okay, I just don't know what to do. There are so many options and nothing really feels right. It isn't so much about doing that one thing, you know, in the real world. Like you can choose whatever it is. The point is though, that once you remove all other options, you come very certain about that's the way to go. The problem here is that it feels like it's such a long road. It's going to be so slow because one of the things that is a challenge to us is our physical energy or you know, extroverted sensing. It's one of those functions that we love. It's all about taking actions, making moves in the real world, and we're not particularly good at it. We're not going to be workaholics. We're not going to be people who continuously do things you know, without stopping. We need a lot of time for ourselves. We're easily overstimulated. We need to you know, fill up our batteries quickly, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't go down that road. Right? Because once you understand there is no other option, like I have to choose me, then maybe you recognize, okay, maybe I don't have that much physical energy as others, but that's the energy I have. Like I'm not going to make compromises with others just so I can use their energy. Like it's just not going to happen. It's not worth it. Because if I want to go my way, the only person who can get me there is me. Because nobody can really look into my mind of what I want and how I want my life to look like. And then you recognize you don't need to be that energetic bunny. You don't need to be a workaholic or anything like this. Your strength as an INFJ is your vision. Your strength is that you know what you want once you decide you want it. And then, you know, you just take the steps. 
right? I always say INFJs don't have to do all the things. We just have to do the right things. And this is actually one of the things we learn in bootcamp is let's maximize the energy that we do have so we can then take the actions that will make an impact on our life the way we want it because we know this can be extremely difficult, but once you understand what you want, you have a certainty about it, and it's more about like taking some small steps towards it and continuously taking them, and that in itself makes you feel good, that's when you see like those big improvements in your life. Remember, it's all about externally observable facts. Those are the things we need to make progress on. You need to be able to say, this week I send out that one application. This week I went and looked at three new apartments. Like this really happened. This isn't something that is just in my mind. And when you remove all the other options and you have a certainty about like my path and improving upon that, everything gets easier. Number four, you start building self-esteem around who you're becoming. So this thing is something that happens over time because you have empirical data that proves to you that yes, I did the things I promised myself I would do. How often have we told ourselves, oh yeah, I'm going to go out and you know start working out. I'm going to go out and get that new job, but we never do. But once you recognize there is no other option, this is the only path to go, and the things that are going to make you happy long-term always start with you doing good things for you first. And when you start going down that path, you have more and more data, more and more proof that you are somebody who shows up for yourself. You have more proof that you are somebody who you know keeps the promises you make to yourself. And this is an amazing feeling. And the best thing about it is you really build self-esteem around this because you know that no matter what comes towards you, you can handle it because you already handled like the 50 things that already happened. And they aren't things like, oh, I survived in like these really bad circumstances. Yes, a lot of INFJs are really great at that. But the problem is that we still stay in those negative states, right? We survive, we survive, and we keep our head above water, but just slightly. And so we survive, but we don't thrive. And once you get to a place where you continuously thrive, there's a different kind of self-esteem there. It isn't the self-esteem of, oh, I'm going to survive any situation. It's the self-esteem of, oh, I'm going to thrive in any kind of situation. And number five, the INFJ finally taps into their potential. You know the feeling of, oh, things are happening outside of me, or I know there's more to me than what I'm currently living out. That's a part of your potential that hasn't been tapped into yet. I remember this feeling vividly. I felt like I was behind a glass and everything was happening outside of me. My life was boring. There was nothing happening that made me proud of my life. And no matter what I did, I always played within that box. But it was outside of that box that I would feel I'm tapping into my potential. And I don't have this feeling anymore. It's not that I don't have dreams and aspirations and goals and places I wanna be. Of course they are. But this feeling of life is happening outside of me, I don't have that anymore because now I am tapping into my potential. And I don't feel like this now when I've achieved like a certain you know, amount of success. I felt this way the moment I started my path. It was the next day, it was the next week. Like I know this till this day, I know exactly the moment. I knew how I was walking to work. You know, my hotel was really close to my work at that time. So I was walking to work. It was a day like any other before from like externally looking at it. I hadn't changed my relationships yet. I hadn't really done anything out of the ordinary, but I had started. I had started writing on my book. 
I knew I was going to publish it. I knew I was going to speak. Like I knew that I was going to do those things. And that's the moment when I knew I tapped into my potential. And that's when a huge wave of relief happened over me. It's not now, it's not like a year after I started and I saw some results, no. It was that moment because I knew from now on, this is what I'm going to base my self-worth at. I'm going to base my self-worth at who I'm becoming, what I'm doing with my life in a way of how I make decisions today with what I have at this moment and not like something that I've achieved or something that looks a certain way to people on the outside. And for INFJs to get there, you know, we really have to go down that process. We have to grieve, we have to start, you know, appreciating ourselves. We have to know with certainty that we have to take the hard path, but it's the right path and it's going to get easier. And so it's an incredible journey. And I wish that upon every single one of you. And I not only know it's possible, like I've seen it over and over again. So remember, if you want the best support that I can give you when it comes to this, then join the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp. The next round launches August 19th. You know, get the poster, sign up for the waiting list, remember the masterclass, set that reminder. I can wait to see you in bootcamp. And if you wanna watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video on the five decisions every INFJ has to make in order to live out their dream life.